Page 18, March 12, 2021. Hello all, my name is Amber, and I welcome you to another entry in the Book Nerd Diaries, the bite-sized bi-weekly podcast where I dive deep into the latest books I've crossed off of my to-read list. Let's get our book nerd on, shall we? Of anything we experience throughout our lives, it can hardly be argued that none could be more simultaneously exciting and horrifyingly traumatic as the four years we dedicate to that institution known as high school. Juggling eight hours worth of classes five days a week, homework, studying, extracurricular activities, friendships, and family life, all as we're trying to start forming our ideas of who we exactly are supposed to be as people, make our teen years nothing less than a whirlwind of existence. During these years, life is full of ecstatic highs and pitfall lows, sometimes wrapped up in the same school day. I, for one, have no clue how many of us make it through this process at all, which is nothing less than an absolute wonder. Now, what if, on top of this typical stress and expectations of high school, you're also learning incredibly dangerous magic, and the school you're attending is full of horrifying monsters and power-hungry classmates who are actively trying to kill you. That, dearest listeners, is the world we find ourselves in the book we're excited to talk about with you today, A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. As the book opens, we meet our protagonist, Galdriel, or L, who is hardworking, junior year student at the Scholomance, an exclusive and incredibly dangerous boarding school for budding young magicians from around the world. Now, when most people think of a boarding school, they envision a grand, well-manicured campus dotted with grand old brick buildings filled with the children of society's elite. But the Scholomance is not that kind of institution. In this school, there's not an actual teacher in sight. A variety of horrible monsters called Maleficaria lurk in every corner trying to catch students unaware, and cliques of ambitious students must band together to survive through graduation, which in the case of this story means that all outgoing seniors must quite literally fight for their very lives against the school's most dangerous resident monsters, which have made their home in the school's lower levels. That is, if they have survived long enough for senior year in the first place. To make a comparison, think of The Hunger Games or Lord of the Flies, except with a lot more magic involved. Al, when we meet her, has a bit of a problem. Namely, that problem being an incredibly popular fellow junior student named Orion, who has a particular talent for killing monsters, and thus a severe hero complex that compels him to always be there to save the day. Orion has just saved El from a particularly dangerous form of monster called a soul eater that had somehow gotten into her dorm room, which of course means that El continues to live, but leaves just one hitch. Her room is now in absolute shambles following this attack, and she now has to repair her now-demolished door, which requires her to make a voyage to the monster-riddled workshop for supplies. To her utter annoyance, Orion volunteers to accompany her, which of course leads to the whole school spreading the rumor that they are now dating. What doesn't help matters at all 
is that due to the incredibly dangerous nature of the school itself, opportunities keep popping up for Orion to save her from the monsters and fellow students who keep trying to kill her. Because of Al's newfound unwanted alliance with the school's resident hero, she gets the attention of a lot of power-hungry classmates looking to join Orion's powerful New York enclave after graduation, or to simply survive the gruesome graduation process. They try to get into Al's good graces and invite her to join their cliques. Accepting these offers would certainly increase Al's chances of gaining status within the school, but she turns them all down in favor of allying with her two closest companions at the school, Adia and Lou, as well as, on a less formal level, her newly minted frenemy, Orion. Our ragtag team becomes even more vital to each other when a horrifying discovery is made. The walls in the lower levels, where graduation is typically held, are falling apart from age because no one who had previously attempted to make the repairs has ever survived. This means that the largest and most deadly Maleficaria may end up getting loose, presenting an immediate mortal danger to not only the outgoing senior class, but the entire student body and the future of the whole school itself. As such, Al and her collection of companions must band together and unite their fellow students to repair the demolished wall to save the Scholomance and every single student living within it. I think the thing I love most about this book is how well it captures the viewpoint of a student simply trying to get through the school year, albeit in a fairly heightened fictional context. Al, as our main protagonist, is your typical highly stressed teenager doing what she can to juggle her schoolwork, her friendships, and her personal life, albeit with the constant threat of death looming over everyone's head added to the mix. On top of this, Al, who had been raised on a commune by her incredibly pacifist, nature-loving mother, has powers that are largely based on destruction, which makes completing everyday magical tasks incredibly difficult for her. As such, she secretly lives in constant fear that she will unwittingly harm someone she cares about, or fall to darkness due to using her powers, a vulnerability she hides beneath her tough exterior. She's not your stereotypical Chosen One character, in the same way Orion is presented, but she's still a very smart, incredibly brave person who isn't at all afraid to do what needs to be done, even if it means occasionally breaking school conventions. It's an unwritten rule that typically every student in the Scholomance watches out for themselves, prioritizing self-preservation over all else. But Al, through the power of her empathy and her blunt strength of character, breaks through this to help bring students of every echelon together in the name of survival. By contrast, Orion is initially painted as our stereotypical hero character. He is, indeed, incredibly talented in his specialty of killing monsters. This talent is, of course, helped greatly by the fact that his family is part of a powerful enclave, which allows him to share in the power of his fellow members, both literally and figuratively. As the story goes on, however, we see that he is, in fact, the picture of imposter syndrome. He plays the role of hero he's been given from a truly sincere place because he genuinely wants to help his fellow students. He is desperate to be accepted by everyone around him, 
even if it means forgoing taking care of himself a lot of the time in favor of saving others. He seems so utterly sincere that no one can truly know where his true sympathies lie, or what his motivations might be. Of everyone in the school, Al is the only person who seems to see this in him and simply treats him like anyone else. She does not see him as a boy with money and fame on his side, though that does play a big factor, but a fellow human being. Everyone else puts Orion on a pedestal due to his status, but despite Orion's lofty position in the school's hierarchy, Al isn't afraid to playfully poke fun at him and call him out when he needs to look after himself, making their dynamic highly entertaining and refreshing to read as it goes throughout the story. I also love the fact that the school they inhabit, the Scholomance, is a character all in itself in a way. Every single corner of the school seems to be quite literally pulsing with life in the form of its monstrous inhabitants, which the students must always be on the watch out for. In the absence of traditional teaching staff, the building itself serves as sort of a guide and protector, as well as an occasional hindrance, for the magically gifted kids who live within its walls. For instance, in one scene, the library leads Elle to an incredibly important spellbook, which ultimately brings her closer to her classmates. But also, she and the rest of the students have to closely inspect every bit of food they take from the cafeteria to make sure it isn't poisoned with monster slime. Sure, you have a lot more serious things to worry about in the Scholomance than your grades, but as dangerous a place as it is, you can't help but enjoy visiting it on the page, if just for a little while. I ultimately chose this book because I happen to be a bit of a sucker for stories set in boarding schools for some reason, and the school you find in A Deadly Education and its subsequent sequels is definitely unlike any other you've ever heard of in media before. I certainly would never want to enroll there as a student myself, but for fans of fantasy tales with a bit of an academic bent, such as The Magicians or A Discovery of Witches, this one may be worth checking out for yourself. It's a highly entertaining, fun read that is part coming-of-age tale and part fantasy adventure, and I had a great time with every page while being incredibly stressed out on behalf of these poor teenagers whose lives are in constant peril at the same time. As a note, this book is not overly bloody or scary for those who may not wish to read such content, but as always, please check the show notes for content warnings. Self-care is important, doll. With that, everyone, we've reached the end of our main discussion for today, but worry not. We still have a little more Book Nerd Diaries for you after this quick break. Paranormal horror author Eve S. Evans introduces a brand new spine-chilling release, The Haunting of Hartley House, available on Amazon today. What could cause a happy father to commit a horrific murder-suicide? Nadia has spent years in foster care wondering what could have pushed her father to do something so awful. As an adult and a national best-selling crime writer, she once again encounters her childhood home in the newspaper. The home harbors more secrets than she ever could have imagined. As she researches, an idea comes to her. Why not join up with the paranormal team working there to clear the paranormal negative energy from the house? As the sole survivor of a horrific experience, 
she might help them find what they're looking for, and it'll be fantastic fodder for her next book. Except Nadia has no idea what's in store for her at the house, or what'll happen when the survivor that shouldn't have lived returns. Hello. Hello, it's Elliot, Elise, Elizabeth, and Maureen, and we're the hosts of Ballsy History, a weekly podcast about big personalities and little-known stories. Join us for a tour of the outrageous acts, incredible stories, and outsized characters that shape history. We look forward to having you join our fantastic community of history and quirky story fans. Please tune in and subscribe today. You can find Ballsy History on all your favorite podcasting destinations. And like a bad penny, we've returned, everyone. Hello again. Now that we're on the other side of our break, it's now time for that nerdiest part of our show, the Trivia Corner, where I give you a trivia question related to today's book. Since we're back to school today, we've got quite an educational question for you this time around. Ready? Your question is... In what country did the first kindergarten open? Was it A. Germany, B. Finland, or C. Sweden? Your answer is A. Germany. The first ever kindergarten was started by educator Friedrich Froebel in Blankenburg, Germany in 1837. The first kindergarten in the U.S. opened in 1856 in Watertown, Wisconsin, and from there the concept spread to the rest of the country. Shout out to my fellow residents of the Great Cheese State. My source for this question was redleafpress.org. With that, everyone, we finally reached the end of our episode for today. Before I go, I would just like to extend a special thank you to Julie and Katie, a.k.a. one of the best sisters a podcaster could ask for, for being our amazing subscribers on Patreon, as well as all of the wonderful people who have shared our posts on social media, given us a review or five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or shared our show with the book and podcast lovers in their lives. I can't possibly do what I do without you. Next week, Friday, March 19th, we'll be dropping a very special exclusive episode of for our dear Patreon subscribers, and we'll be right back here in two weeks to open another entry in the Book Nerd Diaries. See you there! The Book Nerd Diaries and its associated shows are written, edited, and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the use of our theme song, The Show Must Be Go, and Sincerely Media on Unsplash via Anchor for our wonderful cover art. If you would like to connect with us online, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at BNDPod, Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or via our website at bndpod.wordpress.com. If you would have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes you'd like to send my way, please feel free to drop me an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everyone, please take care of yourselves and each other. Watch out for monsters, and always keep on reading.